0: Hello, this is Pastor Ryan Clark. You are listening to a message from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. Oh, Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall declare your praises in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it might be a kind of cliche story that maybe you've heard before, but the tale goes that a young man was getting ready to graduate from college. And for months, he had been admiring a certain beautiful sports car on a dealership lot and knowing that his father could good and well afford it. He came from a pretty wealthy family. He told him, Dad, I want that car for my graduation gift and nothing else will do. Well, he watched for signs over the coming weeks that this gift was going to be his. And finally, one day, his dad called him into his study, put his arm around him, told him how proud he was of him, told him he loved it. And he passed him this gift right here in this small pack. What was obvious pretty quick, at least to the son anyways, that this was not the car that he so desired. And so disappointed, yet somewhat curious, he tore into this gift to see what it was. What he found on the inside was a simple leather-bound Bible. Believe it or not, this gift of the Bible had actually enraged the son. He flies off the handle. He starts to yell at his dad. He says, Dad, with all your money, you give me a Bible? Rather than the sports car that I wanted? Is this some kind of sick joke? Are you kidding me? I'm out of here. And he stormed right out of the house. Now, years would go by after this event, and he wouldn't reconcile with his father. But the years did cause him to grow up a little bit, mature a little bit, you can tell, just by looking at him there. As he grew up, he got a family of his own. He got a good job of his own. And the years actually softened him a little bit as well. One day he thought to himself, you know what? I should probably reconcile with my dad. I'm going to give him a call tonight and do just that. But as fate would have it, it was the son who received a phone call instead. It was from a certain funeral home director. You see, his father had passed away. And this funeral home director wanted him to come home and help get his father's affairs in order. Well, devastated, the young man made the many miles drive to his father's home, and he entered that home for the first time since the evening they had their big fight. And it didn't take him too long. He spied on the table sitting there right where he had left it, actually, that same leather-bound Bible that was the source of their huge fight. And with tears in his eyes, he picks up that Bible and looks at it, and he notices a certain page is bookmarked. And he opens it up to that bookmark page, and he finds a highlighted verse. It's Matthew seven eleven, which says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And, of course, taped right below that highlighted verse was a set of car keys. And on the name of that car keys on the little tab there was the name of that same dealership where that beautiful sports car had been all those years before and written in his father's handwriting right below the name of the dealer were the words paid in full. Quite the story, right? Especially if you haven't heard it before. And for our purposes together today, St. John's family, the moral of that story is simply this. That young man, that son, He had such a good gift staring him right in the face the whole time. But because of the many, many mistakes that he made, he didn't get to enjoy that incredibly good gift the way that his father so desired for him to enjoy. And of course, that's somewhat the same thing we see going on in our epistle lesson today in 1 Corinthians 1. We see that God has given the world and his church such incredibly good gifts but sometimes, because of the mistakes that we make, we don't get to enjoy those gifts the way that our Heavenly Father intends for us to enjoy them. As we dig into this epistle yesterday, today, we're going to answer what are the gifts that God gives the world and his church in 1 Corinthians 1, and why, oh why, do we sometimes not get to enjoy those gifts that are far, far better than a simple sports car? Let's look at that passage right now. It begins with these words where the Apostle Paul says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Pretty typical way for Paul to greet one of the churches in his letters. And in this typical greeting, we already see a gift that God gives to the world and his church, the most incredible gift that you could ever receive. It's the grace given you, in Christ Jesus. Grace is something that you don't deserve and what no one deserves is Jesus. That's right. We're already at the gospel for this message. The gospel is simply this, that Jesus Christ is the gift above all gifts. It is through his perfect life and then death on the cross that our debt for our sins was paid in full. The separation that was between you and God has been removed. You get to now enjoy the gift of this Eternal relationship with God, that's a relationship that starts now and lasts forever. And through your relationship with God, you get all other kinds of incredible gifts that we see in full in 1 Corinthians 1. Through the grace of Jesus Christ and your relationship with God, you get the gift of the peace of knowing that you are right with God. You get the gifts of speech and knowledge. That is the knowledge of knowing what God has done just for you and the ability to be able to effectively communicate to other people that God has done that just for them, too. And you can do that because of these incredible spiritual gifts that God gives to his church. These are incredible gifts, and I beg you not to leave them unopened. If you were to open that last one that we talked about, that box with all those spiritual gifts in it, what you'd see is it's one of those cool presents with a bunch of little gifts inside. God has gifted his church in incredible ways. He gives us these spiritual gifts with the express purpose of building up the church and helping us build up our own faith as well. Do you recognize your gift or gifting on this list? If you don't know what your gifts are, you should take the time to figure them out. More on how to do that in just a minute. And while you consider this list, consider what Paul says to the church in Corinth. He says, you do not lack any spiritual gift. He's telling them that every spiritual gift that there is is present amongst the church in Corinth. And I would apply those same words, if I may, to the church here at St. John's. I fully believe that that entire list is present and full amongst you people. No one has all of those gifts, but everyone has at least one of those gifts in the church. You should figure out what that gift is and then you should use it. God tells us that we are to use and enjoy these incredible presents that he gives us in 1 Peter 4.10. It says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You are to use the gifts that God gives you to serve God, serve others, build the church. And so we can see pretty simply that God has given us a lot of incredible gifts. He's given the world a lot of incredible gifts just in 1 Corinthians 1 alone. But why, oh why, as I asked before, do sometimes we find ourselves not using those gifts? What are the mistakes that we make? Like I said, we can look at the mistakes that the Son made, And possibly see a lot of overlap in the mistakes that we make as well that leads us to not enjoying our gifts. So, what were the simple mistakes that the son made in our story today that led to him not being able to enjoy the gifts that his father so desired for him to use? There's four of them that I can see, and I think they're very simple and very straightforward. The first mistake that that son made, he didn't realize that that gift was paid for. In full. If he had known that that car was bought, purchased, paid for, he would have been driving it that very night, don't you think? In the same sense, or at least in a similar sense, the gifts in 1 Corinthians go unused if one skips over the work of Jesus. If one removes Jesus and his payment from the equation, they won't be using the gifts. If people remove the fact that Jesus has paid in full for those gifts, that's a relationship with you and all the gifts that come from that, they're not gonna be using those gifts, not at all. In 1 Corinthians 3.11, we read, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If we apply this logic of the foundation to all those gifts we've been talking about today, it's as simple as this. If one removes that gift of Jesus and his payment from the equation, if it just disappears, All those other gifts are going to start to disappear as well. No Jesus, you know what that means? You never got that gift of your relationship with God. That disappears. And no relationship with God, all those other gifts disappear as well. You're not going to be able to use gifts that simply aren't there anymore. It's as simple as that. How about a second reason why that son never drove that car around? Another obvious one, right? He didn't open up his Bible. He might have been mad at his dad, but if he took the time to simply open up that Bible, what would he have seen on the inside? He was mad over nothing, that that car that he wanted was his and paid for in full. In a very similar sense, the gifts in 1 Corinthians go unused if one doesn't open their Bible. In Romans ten seventeen, we read this incredible promise from God. It says, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard. Through the word about christ in other words as we open our bibles and actually read them spend time in them our faith in god our faith in jesus christ it's gonna grow and as our faith in jesus grows it leads to this pretty incredible chain of events that leads to us using those gifts more and more that he has given to us as we read our bible our faith in jesus increases and with that our desire to spend time with jesus increases The more you know about Jesus, the more you're going to want to know about Jesus. The more you read and hear about what he's done for you and his great love he has for you, the more you're going to want to spend time with Him. And as your desire to spend time with Jesus increases, you're going to go to the places where he promises that he is. You're going to meet him more in prayer, in worship like you're doing right now. And you're going to spend more time in your Bibles. It's a kind of a snowball effect. The more you read your Bible, the more you're going to want to read your Bible. You just got to push that snowball down the hill there. And as you spend more time in your Bible, you know what's going to happen? Your understanding of God's plan for your life and how he's going to use you will increase. And along with that, the knowledge that you have of the spiritual gifts and your gifting specifically will increase. And as you understand more about your gifts, what are you going to be more likely to do? you're going to be more likely to use them. But the way that you are going to be useful to God, the way that you are going to actually understand your spiritual gifting, it starts by digging in to God's word. About a third reason that son didn't use his car, another simple one, right? He didn't spend any time with his father. He might have gotten mad, right? He might not have opened his Bible, but if he just would have hung out in that house for a little bit after that big fight, you know what his dad probably would have said? Calm down, fella. There's nothing to be too mad over here. There's more to this gift than meets the eye. Open your Bible here and find out. But he stormed right off and didn't spend any time with his father. In the same sense, the gifts in 1 Corinthians go unused if we don't spend time with God. In John 15, four and five, Jesus says these words. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. This is another promise of God and you can take those promises to the bank. It's the promise that as we spend time with God, as we spend time with Jesus, we're gonna find ourselves using those gifts that he has given us in powerful ways. It's the promise that as you spend time with God, he will work through you and your spiritual gifts to produce spiritual fruit that draws people into a relationship with him. But you can't just skip right to the act of service. You've gotta spend time With God first, if you want to do anything meaningful, if you want to have any spiritual fruit produced through you, if you want to actually use those spiritual gifts that He gives you in big and powerful ways, the foundation to all of that is spending time with Jesus. How about a fourth and final reason why that son didn't use that car? Another simple one here. He couldn't get past the conflict that he had with his father, and unforgiveness was in his heart if he had simply seen past what he thought was an offense that really wasn't an offense at all, if he would have simply forgiven his father for something that frankly didn't need forgiveness, if he would have tried to reconcile with his dad even the next day, what would have happened? He'd have been using that gift or a week later or a month later or a year later, but he never did. He never attempted to reconcile with his father Until it was too late and he didn't get to enjoy that gift the way that his father intended for him to enjoy it. In the same sense, the gifts in 1 Corinthians go unused if one is at conflict with someone else in the church and has unforgiveness in their heart. In 1 Corinthians 1 11 and 12, we read about a conflict that is going on in the early church in Corinth. The Apostle Paul, right after, He tells that church that they are gifted in every single way imaginable. Goes on to say, but you can't use them effectively because you're fighting with each other. We read these words. He says, my brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. The Apostle Paul hears from Chloe, someone who probably was a member of this church in Corinth, that there is some fighting going on. And these divisions are leading to people not using those gifts the way God intended them to be used. 1 Corinthians 1, 11 and 12, it's simply a sad story of cliques quarreling and forgetting that they are all on the same team, that they all have the same goal, building up the body of Christ of leading other people to Jesus. And because they have forgotten that they are on the same team, instead of building each other up in the church up, they're tearing each other down and they are not using those gifts the way that God intended them to be used. And the same thing can happen here at St. John's. When we are fighting with each other, we stop looking outward, we start looking inward, and we stop using those gifts. And so just a little advice here as we near the end of this message. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If there is a brother or sister in Christ in this church, in your church family, that you are in conflict with, do any and everything that you can to reconcile. Because you don't want to be the reason that you, are not enjoying these gifts, that they are not enjoying those spiritual gifts. And when we are not using our spiritual gifts, you don't want to be the reason that someone is not enjoying all of these gifts that is currently outside of the body of Christ. You don't want to be the reason and your selfish fight that someone is not enjoying the gift of Jesus Christ. Don't be that guy. And frankly, don't be this guy either. Don't be like that, son. Don't look back after years with regret that because of the mistakes that you made, you weren't enjoying those good gifts that your father intended. And my prayer for you this week is simply this, that you're not like him. I pray that you realize that Jesus has paid in full for all of those good gifts, including you in a relationship with you. And then May you use those good gifts effectively by digging into God's word each and every day, by spending time with God each and every day and doing everything that you can to reconcile any conflicts that you might have with your brothers or sisters in Christ. May you do these things and use these gifts in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota. If you would like more information about St. John's and any of our ministries to our community and beyond, you can go to our website, www.stjohnsbuffalo.org. Thank you, and God bless you.